Hey, universe. I think I think we're a little overdue for some of the rules that used to pepper the earlier. If you're listening to this, you're crazy. But here are some things that might help it be less painful uh, days, which admittedly we're still mired within. But obviously, speed me up. If you're going to listen, go find the speed track setting in your player and put it on 1.5, 2.0, 2.25, 2.7, wherever. I'm such a slow and deliberate at times as I think through what I want to say person before I say something I haven't thought through, that if you're not speeding me up, you're fucking crazy. I mean, I can't listen to myself, and I am myself. So speed it up, number one. Number two, forgive my swearing. I'm actually trying to get better with this because I've come to appreciate group consensus about standards that matter. And if we want one in language, I kind of understand why we created swear words now. It's taken me a long time to figure this out because I still think this is fucking stupid. This is like reverse psychologizing ourselves. Whatever. It's not with some sort of level of logical point that I'm reducing my swearing. But I don't feel I need to be as prone to uh, the bombastic, which is what swearing represents to people. So, <clears throat> with that in mind, I swear a lot. So, fuck yeah. Um, I do drugs while I'm... Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to take a bong hit right now. Or I'm actually going to take a dab. I know most people are now getting pretty familiar with uh, the marijuana scene uh, because it's being legalized across this country. Uh, I think, is it now available in every state as long as you're willing to admit you have a medical problem? I think so. Kansas may be the one outlier there, but they're surrounded by Colorado and Oklahoma and all the other good ones. So whatever. Um, <clears throat> my point is, I don't mean to be um, pedantic with my marijuana uh, um, 101 classes, but I do feel like the only people who really give a shit to hear this kind of stuff are the people who just have no fucking idea what's going on still, which would be my mom um, Maybe only my mom. But <clears throat> a dab is concentrated marijuana, THC, in what almost looks like, well, anything from uh, honey to uh, crystallized honey. As a matter of fact, the states that honey can be in are a really good sample of what you can get marijuana, THC, concentrate products. Um, include inside of that what they call crumble which is sort of like, um, uh, what is crumble like, Kitty? It's hard to say. Crumble is like, uh, well, who gives a shit? It's uh, a more uh, uh, break-apartable um, derivative. And I think is pressed instead of solvent-based. But again, don't take me uh, to court on that phrase. So when I am smoking marijuana... I'm almost always dabbing concentrates. I'm going to, at some point this year, 
take a break from dabbing concentrates because I believe as a lifelong marijuana user that once you elevate to concentrates and then elevate to concentrates concentrated, you really have saturated your system to the point that you are wasting your money because the effect that you're looking for is is no longer available. Marijuana THC levels build up in your system. You retain marijuana over the long haul. So before you'll finally test completely free of marijuana in your system, if you smoke like I do, is four to five weeks down the road. If I, if I stop today. So if you smoke at the level I do, you're building up so much tolerance inside your system to the active chemicals that Uh, are present in marijuana, that you're basically just accepting that state of mind all the time, which means you never have the experience of elevating into it. And yeah, maybe in this crazy world, that's a better frame of mind to stay is the enlightened one. But I missed the rush into the enlightened frame of reference. So because I want that back, I have to cut down and essentially exclude marijuana out of my life for five weeks. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Since that's not going to be today, well, hello, strawberry cough. Time to get goofy. So, you got to get used to drugs if you're going to listen to what I have to say. Because I talk a lot about drugs, and frankly, I think it's only become a more pervasive topic of pointed interest with the youth who are finding less and less hope, therefore more and more drugs, I get ya. I would be doing exactly the same thing. Uh, wait. Am I not doing exactly the same thing? Pause. Unpause. Okay, also, audio difficulties. Some my own doing. Some coin. Uh-oh. Pause. I do try not to cough in your face. Doesn't always happen. Um, But I generally use the pause button to uh, avoid creating chaotic uh, disturbances in the recording sessions. Um, I never edit anything. I don't take stuff out. I might accidentally organize stuff in the wrong order, or actually once or twice I've intentionally done that, just because I thought it flowed better. So I do take into consideration the listener experience, but almost zero. So... Yeah, I know. That sucks to hear, right? But why? The listener experience to me is the conversation. I take the conversation extremely seriously. So in that way, whatever the listener experience is, is up to you to determine. I don't have any say in what you can get out of this. I would imagine nothing. But if you are getting something out of it, then it's because there's content of value. There's resonance in conversation. And if you can't understand me, then that's my fault. But otherwise, that's really the only bar I'm trying to get over. So, audio difficulties are systemic to my approach. And so is losing my train of thought. If you're going to smoke weed and talk to yourself about shit that you don't even organize in note form, you're going to lose your train of thought a lot. And I do it a lot. In fact, there's probably four or five concepts uh, in season one that 
if I would go listen to, I would want to get back to immediately because I've never actually revisited them and they came up. That's just the way life is, though, for me. I figure I run into so many great moments, as it were, bebopping my way through life that I, I, I just don't feel a shortage of tangential roads to run down. I don't know. I, I mean, everything about life is interesting to me. From the mundane to the miraculous. I find it all fascinating. And I know that can be tedious. It can be especially tedious in this long-form soliloquy presentation. That includes me losing my train of thought and never getting back to the thing I said I was going to speak about. So the first thing I want to talk about today is justice or injustice. But before I do that, let's talk about my mom's cookies, because then I'll never remember that I got on this podcast to talk about justice and injustice. Instead, I'll end up talking about Diet Mountain Dew, which in its own way does circle back to injustice. That said, it's always about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. I don't get on here with the Friday frolicking fun list of five. I'm... What am I? I'm working through being connected to a world that I don't understand having come from a world that I thought I couldn't connect to because it didn't understand me. Now, that transition has left me in a place where I am very satisfied with my life, with who I am in my life, I guess. I am very satisfied with who I've become. I like myself to the point that I love myself, truly love myself. And I didn't have this advantage until a decade ago, maybe less. And yeah, I mean, I always thought I was pretty fucking awesome, but I also knew I was kind of not in ways. And I had to get to the point where the kind of not stuff no longer was a barrier. I had whatever coping mechanisms you want to have to make sure you can't get to a casino, for instance. But having learned that the faults I have are okay. And that the advantages I have are still off the fucking charts. Well, I came to really contentedly, at peace with myself, love myself. And I didn't see this coming <laughs> at all. <laughs> I mean, I still have a little bit of trouble speaking about it because this is territory I don't wander into confidently. I just know it's true. So that difference in my life is everything. So putting up with the swearing, the loss of train of thought, the audio problems, uh, what other things do we do terribly, Hitty? Uh, who knows? I do occasionally talk about somebody use their real name, that kind of thing. That also pisses me off when I do that. So I try not to do that, but I do occasionally do that. And it's almost always a mistake when I do it. So those things said, that's what I'm telling you is your burden. If you're going to participate, speed it up, forgive the swearing, accept that I lose my train of thought because wherever I'm going is somewhere that's more interesting than where I was headed. 
And I guess that's kind of it. If, um, if you have that <clears throat> friction that builds when somebody misuses the phrase ironic, well, that's the other thing that I've had to apologize for. Because nobody hates hearing someone use ironic incorrectly as much as I do. So when I heard myself do it, well, naturally I have to apologize for that. Right? Yeah, come on. All right, you can listen to the next part or not. It's up to you. This is one of those situations where I flip-flopped the timeline. Sweet! Well, universe, you're giving us eight hours, nine minutes, and four seconds of total high resolution audio recording time. Let's not take that much time, but I do feel like I'm filled with angst, and perhaps working it out here is inappropriate, but having never tried that, I thought maybe I'd give it a go. And then I thought, well, that's awfully depressing. Um, so instead of uh, firing my angst off in podcast form, I fired it off in text message form uh, to a friend who I think revels a bit in the darker side of life. So I'm trying to purge myself of the negativity that is consuming the American culture. And I'm also apologizing for my cat's indiscretion of using her litter box while we're recording. Hello, kitty. But, believe it or not, the cat gave me a glimmer of hope today that uh, basically turned my whole day around. Whenever I'm... Well... Number one, I was exhausted. I hadn't slept for 50-something hours before I got some four hours of sleep around 9 o'clock this morning. Oh, I'm still a little tired. Because, uh, what time is it? It's uh, 2.55 p.m. on this, the third day of October. Uh, October. No, it's not. It's November. It is the third day of November, which is a Friday. Which means I still don't have my fucking uh, debit cards. But having uh, covered enough cat food and resources for that animal, plus uh, sweet watermelon sandia soda for myself, well, I think we're going to make it till next week. But they shut my water off. That won't be the hugest surprise. I mean, it'll be a surprise because it'd be like, oh, there's no water. But I don't know if they... Like, uh, I mean, I use about, I'm going to guess, four and a half gallons of water a month. I am a very low water user, other than what I use to shower and drink and flush a toilet. Uh, I don't do a whole lot of laundry. I do laundry once a month, maybe twice. So, the fact that I never have even met the minimum water usage that they determine a household has to pay... Um, is kind of funny to me. But with that in mind, I just don't know if they'll shut me off if I'm like a month and a half late or two months. It might be two months at this point. It'll be two months by the time I pay it. 
<sighs> so that's a little stressful. All because my fucking card had to slip through the silliness of disappearing for a week. So I wouldn't, what, buy a bicycle? I'm not even sure what that was all about. Maybe it's still happening. Could be, it could be limiting me from making a social offer to somebody. That's for sure. Which sucks if it is, but whatever. So there you go, right? I'm pissy. I wake up pissy. So I look for something in the world to remind me that it's frame of reference. It has nothing to do with reality. Somewhere somebody's tiptoeing through the daisies and thoroughly enjoying the moment that they're having. The fact that I'm sitting here a little verklempt and filled with uh, some cultural uh, malaise angst isn't anything other than a mind adjustment needing to happen. So, I look around the world for the things that are on the upswing. Something positive. I look for uh, something that the last time I looked at it to this time I'm looking at it has improved. I look for a win that I didn't even necessarily get involved with. Maybe, um, hmm, what's a good example of something that's a win that I didn't even get involved with? Maybe my uh, neighbors bought a new puppy. And so now, next door to me will be the fun, rambunctious energy of a months-old dog. That is the kind of win that you never know when it's going to enter your orbit. But that's a big one. I'm never necessarily looking for the universe to show me huge favor. Just a note that it's not all going against. And I've been... I don't know, writing out a bunch of thoughts about um, violence and just topic matter that I don't like visiting. I don't like, I don't like pondering that we might be a species prone, or if not prone, driven to tribalism and war. And then I wonder, how much of our history are we being told the truth about? Like, sure, it's filled with bloodshed and violence. But is it? I mean, there are certainly representations of war throughout art, as far as I know, going back to the cave drawings. And yet my nature toward violence is zero. I don't have it. I would never go to war. I would accept whatever penalty of imprisonment would come as an alternative. So, not only am I committed to the idea that I can't be violent, but there's always a choice not to be. And so, these, these moments of reflection when you see that the American public is actually in favor of a ceasefire. When asked what the next step should be in the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, Israeli ground war, Israeli continue Israeli missile attacks, air attacks, whatever, 
Israeli ceasefire. 62% of America favors the ceasefire. And not one of our politicians is speaking about it. <laughs> uh, this is not going to end well. So, I hate thinking this way because, frankly, I'm right. And I know it. But the one thing I can do to not lose my humanity is to illuminate it. Speak out. This is, this is unacceptable. You cannot have a political body of representation who doesn't hear at all the majority of America and their request for our country's worldwide presence to hold on and slow things down. I can't live with the knowledge that I see what's broken and am not going to try to fix it. We have let our politicians grift their way into a position where they've lost their humanity. I think it's fascinating that you can come to this planet and your entire life can get twisted and warped into a pursuit of a false reality that is money. Money does not exist. It isn't a real thing. It's not a quantity of exchange in any other well, not any other. But these goods and services exchange mediums that you call money or we call money, that's a, that's a uniquely Earth phenomenon. Earth's all about stacking shit up. And it's, it may be part of humans to measure themselves against each other. I don't know. I do a little of that. That's why I can't deny that it's there. And I think we all somewhat do. But I don't know that that has to translate into a winners and losers pile, which obviously inevitably translates into a winner with a lot of losers. And I... Because with humans, it only takes an incremental flaw in the system to just turn into a crack of earthquake significance. Humans are just capable of flushing everything out to the nth degree. But why I'm getting lost in that, I have no idea. What I really mean to say here is, as I'm pursuing some sign of just the universe is, in fact, an engine humming at optimal precision. Well, little felinus uh, sor scabus lickum. Well, she's found a new spot in the room, kind of adjacent to the heater on these boxes that, once I move some laundry, 
revealed themselves. And I let them kind of sit there because she's so comfortable in that spot. She is there right now. And uh, so as I was writing out some notes about the things that are going right, I just looked over and she's, as far as I know, asleep over there. And I just said two words. I said, good kitty. And what do I hear from the corner but... And I thought to myself, well, that's fucking awesome. I mean, that's fucking awesome. My cat now has enough of a connection with me that she knows when I give her some positive reinforcement like Gugiri. Well, those two words, nothing but the sound of my voice and the formation of certain expression to reveal a phrase she has become accustomed to knowing means content, happiness, safety, positivity. So it makes her purr. That's fucking awesome. It's like magic. Think about it. If you were, a, a, you're a plant, and you're talking to another plant, but your own your only frame of reference are plants. You've never seen anything but plants. Plants are your life. Okay, so the only thing you can imagine you would do to try to uh, have a connection with another plant would be to connect to it through a root structure or by growing into it from your your above ground whatever. Like, you're limited to thinking about how you could reach out based on what you are. And a cat is a very physical animal. We are very physical creatures. But there is sound traveling between us at all times. And while most of that sound is just frame of reference, point of information, language is unique. And that sound is something that my cat understands. A sound transferring between us brings happiness to my cat. So, I know that seems dumb to 99.7% of you. But to the three out of a thousand of us that get how fucking wonderful that is, yeah. That broke me out of my whole humanity's doomed phase. There is a magic about connecting to another human or just having humans around. Humans are magical. Except when they aren't. But we're so capable of magic interactions, of making an elevating situation, of creating uplift in the energies around us. That is the creative force. You are able to, through your own intent and actions, make the world a better place. 
And I don't know how that gift turns into we will do whatever it takes to exterminate the threat that is Hamas against our sovereignty as a nation. I mean, except 10 years ago when we were giving Hamas a lot of money to keep the unrest in the Palestinian landscape front and center. Otherwise, the world might start sympathizing with Palestinians. Can't have that. Those people are animals. Send Hamas another million dollars. Tell America to write the check. I don't know. This world we're in feels broken because we're just using all the wrong tools to get to all the wrong outcomes. I don't know why. So, think of my cat and the spell between us called Good Kitty, will I? Because I'd much, much, much rather think about a world where it's just infinitely possible to find ways to make someone else's day better. I have yet to run out of ways to do that. And I'm sure I've yet to run out of ways to ruin other people's days, too. Let's be honest. But I don't go out intentionally trying to ruin someone's day. I might find myself in a circumstance that leads to that outcome reluctantly. But I, with every ounce of energy I can muster, go into every day looking for a chance to improve somebody else's day. Because when I do, I feel great. So, I don't really see why I'd be out there doing anything else.